Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Tripwire. Zombie. Matt sounds like he's underwater, and then all of a sudden doesn't. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss, with me via the power of the internet and our good friend Skype, my two best friends in the whole wide world, if it isn't Jenna Hansen and Matt Rose. <laughs> Matt, you sound like you have um, the effect that uh, REM used on the album Monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, forget what that Sorry. is that's okay we'll we'll deal with it if this is your first time joining us thanks for coming in on this episode of monsters we are in season three this is episode six coming up to the end this one was called the hole it is customary around these parts that we guess what this episode is about based on title alone we call it the dark side guess would anybody like to go first I will go first if that's okay. Sure thing, Manny. The Hole. The children on Pappy Lane used to while away their summer days playing in the swampy, abandoned lot at the end of their cul-de-sac, dubbed The Hole by the older kids. As summer drew to a close, a new family moved into the old Miller house. The oldest son, Greg, didn't talk much to the other kids. A withdrawn, sullen 14-year-old, he spent hours walking around the hole, lost in thought. What the other children didn't know was that at night, Grain came back to the hole and sang to the sleeping witch under the cattails. She promised him his heart's desire if he could just break the spell that trapped her beneath the murky waters. Craig's decision now, live a miserable new life in a cold new town or start abducting the other children for the ritual. Ooh. The lady in the water. <laughs> the lady, the lady uh, I like... in the hole. Two in the pink. Okay, here's my uh, <laughs> one in the scarecrow. <laughs> the hole. The contest is simple. Earn fifty thousand dollars if you can spend one week in the hole, solitary confinement at the abandoned Fort Avery Military Academy. But simple isn't easy, and after a couple of days in the hole, you might realize you're not alone. Ooh, ooh, I like that. I like that. I would have taken that. <clears throat> the hole. Somebody has to go in there, and I'm not going to be the first. These are the last words everyone says before entering the hole. Because the hole steals your memory, and people love cliches. <laughs> Unfortunately. None of the... Unfortunately, I think is what I said. Unfortunately. <laughs> None of these guesses were correct. So, Jen, please hit us up with those sweet deets. Sweet deets. All right, guys. We watched The Hole, as Matt said. This is Season 3, Episode 6 of Monsters. This episode aired on November 4th, 1990. Oh, my. Here's the description from IMDb. IMDb. Trapped. Nope. <laughs> Trapped. Help me, help me, help me, said. <laughs> the dead speak. Um, <laughs> during the Vietnam War, two U.S. Marines and their allied South Vietnamese guide end up trapped in the maze of underground Viet Cong tunnels haunted by the undead restless spirits of the soldiers killed in the war. Accurate. That is accurate? <laughs> that is accurate. 
This episode was directed by David Severide. Uh, this is his only IMDb credit. Wasn't really able to find anything else about Dear David. Episode was written by Haskell Barkin. Barkin. I was... You know it's a Barkin if it starts with that smell. <laughs> he wrote uh, Monsters episodes Refugee and The Moving Finger. He wrote the unforgivable Gin No Chaser and Painkiller episodes of uh, Tales from the Dark Side, among others. Ahmad Rashad played Sergeant Kenner. He is a former NFL wide receiver. He is uh, known now for being an NBC sportscaster. I think he's still an NBC sportscaster. I don't know if he still has a show. But one of his four ex-wives was Felicia Rashad. Oh, wow. Yeah. At his uh, at, at their wedding, O.J. Simpson was the best man, and Bill Cosby walked Felicia Rashad down the aisle. Oof. Uh, Antoine Pagan was... Uh, if they were still well, married, they would be like, I think this is a bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Antoine Pagan was uh, Corporal Torres. He is a lifetime member of the Actors Studio. He was also in Stripes and some other things. And he really does some acting in this episode. Oh. Can't wait to get to it. He treads the boards. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Kubota is lieutenant that's all he's listed as he's a character actor lots of credits to his name uh mitchell mccormick was one of the zombies uh no other credits the one zombie of note was ray boom boom mancini uh not sure if you guys are familiar with boxing but ray boom boom mancini was a former boxer the World Boxing Association's lightweight title holder for 1982-1983 in a nationally televised match at Caesars Palace in Vegas in 1982. Uh, the fight was so brutal, his opponent, uh, Daku Kim, slipped into a coma after he was knocked out by uh, Ray Boom Boom Mancini and died four days later. Warren Zevon wrote a song about him. Uh, and as a result of that fight, all title fights have now been shortened from 15 rounds to 12 rounds. Yikes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. You beat a man into a coma. Yep. And then death. Yeah. Yikes. Well, I think that I could retire now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Kept fighting. Kept fighting after that. <laughs> Why? Yikes. You you did the impossible. You got away with murder. Uh, From the description, it was interesting. Not surprisingly, I guess the, uh, it it really seemed to haunt him through most of his life and ended up going to, uh, where was this guy from? Korea, I think. Uh, uh, I'm trying to see if I can find the... So he went to the other boxer's family? Uh, went to, he says, uh, this is a quote from him. I just brought closure to the situation last year. That's May uh, 2002. I visited Korea to support a film about the life of Dooku Kim. I was apprehensive, to be honest, but I couldn't believe what happened. The Koreans treated me like a national hero. They treated me with love and respect. See in their eyes, Dooku Kim died a warrior, a hero. He died honorably for something he believed in, something he defended. I was able to explain my situation and my feelings. There was no animosity towards me whatsoever. It was rewarding because my kids are taunted sometimes by their classmates' parents. Jeez. Hey, I saw you dead murder somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, please. No, I'm not done terrorizing your friends. <laughs> Real piece of shit. You might have to deal with the trauma of fighting somebody to death, but you've got to deal with me being an asshole. Come on, Dad, you're so embarrassing. God, they changed the okay? Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. You kids will... Eat these crispy critters. Why is this the only voice I know how to do? I love it. Keep it going. Uh, my favorite. Uh, yeah. uh, 
look, it's Monsters, our favorite show. Shh, shh, shh. Everybody shut your mouths. <laughs> it is starting. I got something to say. It's my favorite. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. Uh, the door from the Monsters swings wide open. To a stationary shot with a lot of foley work. <laughs> We've got chopper sounds. We've got loose explosions. Ladies and gentlemen, monsters is at war. We are in the shit. We're nom, baby. We're yeah, so we in got- nom, they say we're in nom. Yeah. <laughs> One of the first lines of dialogue is. God, second tour of Nam rejects. <laughs> yeah, I. So, go ahead. We well, have three guys looking for Charlie. One who loves it, who just can't stop enlisting. One who just wants to get back to the Bron- the Bronx, uh, and can't stop acting with his face. <laughs> Holy hell! Uh, and then. Uh, the lieutenant, who is the interpreter. Is, yes, he is the interpreter. Is he? Uh, yeah, he's still. He's is he part of the military? Uh, he's part of the South Vietnamese Army, I believe. Okay. So this is a um, this is a very interesting haunted exposition dump uh, because literally none of it matters. But right. they want to set up some stakes, so. Um, let us repeat our our characters' names. So there's the Sarge, and and that's Ahmad Rashad. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's that's Sergeant Kenner. Then there's the Corporal Corporal Torres. Corporal Facework Torres. <laughs> uh, and then just Lieutenant. That is really and all he's yeah. ever referred to as Lieutenant. So Corporal Torres, two seconds in this cave, is like. I'm getting too old for this shit. I'm yeah. two weeks away from retirement. Yeah, retirement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going back to the Bronx. We're going to have a good old-fashioned Bronx tea. But for somebody who's supposedly been in the military and been in the shit all this time, I would not describe him as, as battle-hardened. Weathered and he is, hardened. He's the shakiest gun in the West, man. It is. <laughs> he's a real Don Knotts. It is Abbott. Costello versus Charlie. <laughs> Is that Charlie or are my knees a knocking? Go! <laughs> okay, let's let's just pause for a second before we go further. We okay. we're, we don't even know really what this mission is, but we know we're in Vietnam and we know we're in the tunnels. And I'm yes. like so it's just a three-man spec ops with the oldest Sarge lieutenant and the shakiest gun in the West? Who put this team together? Who's like, you know, this is the team that gets shit done. Yeah. We, we have a renegade, a coward, and the lieutenant who just seems to be very good at his job. Uh, but it, you know what? He doesn't. Sarge does not like short timers, but old Sarge is going to take care of you, Corporal Torres. He's got your back. A revolver. <laughs> the guns in the this. The most notorious weapon of they... Vietnam conflict. <laughs> your standard issue revolver, sawed-off shotgun. None of these guns make sense. The lieutenant has like a nine millimeter, so I yeah, guess he, he had he had he had an actual like sidearm. Yeah, what I I mean, yeah, I, when I saw that the sarge had like uh, just a revolver, it was like, well, but how are? That's what you start the game. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. That. And then a little bit later, you're like, well, oh, great, there's a gun store. There's going to be a cutscene, and then I'll yeah. get a shotgun. I mean, Barry in Resident Evil has a has a 45. Right. Like, he that, has that a was, magnum. Not, yeah. That, that was not a, that was not a 45. <laughs> or a 44 magnum, or I don't even think that was a 38, to be honest, but it doesn't matter. 
he had he had a piece of it. Yeah, he did. He, I've been mean, like, there is obviously with the uh, everything that's going on in the world, uh, a gun shortage, guys. But <laughs> but if you want a revolver, you seem to be able to get those pretty easy still. Because <laughs> everybody's like, that's the game. That's the gun you start the game with. Yeah, exactly. That's a girl's gun. Uh, <laughs> It is at this point that Haskell Barkin, written by Haskell Barkin, appears on this on the screen, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, shit, I'll it's a, a it's a real Haskell Barkin of an episode. Yeah. Well, it doesn't take much for Corporal Torres to be like, I've got an idea. Let me take this slug and just magically stick it to the wall. Well, he's he's sticking it in the dirt. So I, I I didn't have too much of a problem. Cave isn't that like aren't those like isn't that like rock or something? I would have thought those were packed walls. I don't know, guys. I I just watched the episode, but he's <laughs> he's sticking shotgun shells. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> You're right. We're the assholes. <laughs> move past this i'm sorry I really want matt if you don't know how the Viet Cong built tunnels then this show is over uh, two weeks away from retiring too uh i like that torres is like so over the top that he gets scared by a mouse he's like he's like a woman in a looney tunes cartoon yeah like jump up on the table looks like charlie left out the welcome mat (laughs) what this mouse no i'm talking about this uh, tripwire It's it's funny because uh, what he said was uh, carajo, which means like shit. So he he swore. <laughs> he said a, he said a bad word. Ooh. Um, so there are yeah. So they're making their way through these tunnels. Uh, there are uh, some booby traps set up. They are. Not- they there's a real problem with these booby traps, called. Um, Chekhov's gun. Yeah. <laughs> they they set up that there's booby traps in this thing. Later on, we will see another booby trap. And that will be the long and the short of it. Yeah, that was, I mean, I guess we could talk about it when we get to the writer's room, but... Uh... I, I, I don't know. I think I think the shotgun shells were Chekhov's gun. That, that turned think, out to be... That, uh... I think that the um, I think that the actual booby traps were just a MacGuffin. Hmm. Because you focus on that, and it's not important, right? But with the shells, the, those do come back in the third act. Yeah, but what? Why? Know. Couldn't tell you. Haskell Barkin does what Haskell Barkin Man, if you can't off. tell me the intrinsic ecstasies <laughs> of, of, of how to pronounce <laughs> that word. Booby traps. If you what can't tell the of how to pronounce that word. That word is booby trapped. And it has murdered me every time. Intricacies? Five more times. Five more times. Intricacies. There we go. Um, well, then they finally come to what I would call the situation room. Yeah. Just a room yeah. in the tunnel that seems to actually be a room where there's gear. And yeah, there's guns, there's ammunition, there's equipment, there's a radio. And, and uh, well, there's no one there. Why have they, uh, why have the Vietnamese abandoned all their shit is what they are wondering aloud. No, 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 dead. no not, not Torres. Torres doesn't care. He just wants to get out of there. Torres but, is uh, like, we found this room. Mission accomplished. Let's go. Yeah, yeah let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, and so he, he walks really into the police station in Resident Evil 2 and goes, well, that's first day of work done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I wonder if this umbrella van outside means anything. Who knows? <laughs> Find out tomorrow. Well, good night. Sure is a lot of weird traffic out tonight. <laughs> sure are a lot of slow joggers. Uh so is this when they find the uh, the the body or the well? The... So there is a very subtle setup called a fly noise. <laughs> that that something's amiss in this room. Yeah, because out of nowhere, the, again, the foley work in this episode, top tier monsters. <laughs> Z- Taurus hits one, and I write, "Is the fly a gun?" Oh, well, it's dead now. So, wait a minute. Another fly? Oh, God. Are they, is it? Is the monster a shit monster like from Dogma? <laughs> but no, they pull back a curtain and there is uh, a victim. Oh, well, it was like, oh, the flies are just eating this guy who was obviously attacked by the R-O-U-S's. Yes. <laughs> Rodents of unusual size. I don't think they exist. Uh, so I, I wrote zombie girl because like I thought you, I thought that was a uh, female too. They were referring to him as a man. Yeah, I, I still call it into question, but yeah, they reveal the 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 zombie and uh, guys. We don't know how the zombie identified. That is an act break. Which is fine. But that uh, is an act break. It's just the reveal is the act break. Yeah. yeah. The okay. reveal is the right. act break. I'm going to allow it. Well, then, if it pleases the court, we'll Watch be back yourself, with Matt. <laughs> We'll be back <laughs> after this. People are concerned that the amount of blood and gore in horror films goes too far. What was that? It's the dark. It plays tricks on people. On August 4th. The studio that brought you Saw and Crystal goes over the edge. The Descent. Rated R. In theaters everywhere. August 4th. Yeah, I would not do good with that movie. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but the, the first time that I watched that, uh, I watched it with Gaia, and we were both so freaked out. Uh, and she had to go pee, and she was like, you're going to have to come with me, and you're going to have to stand outside the door and plug your ears. <laughs> so she made me go to the bathroom with her. I mean, like, I, I was outside the door. She wasn't, I wasn't in the bathroom. But she she didn't want to turn the light off and then have to walk by herself be like 15 feet out of the hallway into the the living room so i uh i walked with her and then it was like well wait no you can't go anywhere i have to go too (laughs) um it freaked me like i don't like enclosed spaces like i wouldn't say that i'm claustrophobic but i guess uh and that movie is super claustrophobic well, it's all an enclosed space. Um, a very, very large portion of it is like super tight space, like going through tunnels. It's no does. And you've you've seen the descent, Jen? I have, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can handle it, guys. I'm just gonna that means we're gonna have to make you watch it, Matt. I know. Well, luckily we have this. <laughs> uh, it's not as stressful. Um, watching it on television as it was in the theater. It was very cool. Oh, you saw it in the theater? I I saw it multiple times in the theater. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, but that was was before I knew you, so. We missed years of friendship, Matt. We did. We did. We did. We did. (sighs) Well, it looks looks terrifying. It is is terrifying. It's not. It's interesting the way that commercial is uh, is phrased. It's like saw it's not that and hostile, and it, yeah, it's, it's not anything it's like not that. Not like that. Yeah, there's there's many layers to that movie. Yeah, you know the relationships between the women and stuff like. Yeah. There's, there's a lot more to it than just like, oh, hey, look, there's guts. I mean, I don't even think there are yeah. guts in the movie. 
Well, what is the pool of blood that she comes out of? Um, uh, that is, well, I, I'm not going to tell you because I'm going to make you watch it. <laughs> and we're back. Act two begins where act one left off, uh, but it's time to speak a little Vietnamese. For ten minutes. That Vietnamese f- thing goes forever. Well, I think um, it is a classic, hey, what are you doing? Oh, these guys? Yeah, I don't like them very much either. Yeah. How's the war going for you? Do you think U.S. and Russia put us up to this? Do you think if we just talked, it would have been fine? I guess it's too late. Well, I gotta oh, go. What is that about zombies coming out of the wall? Oh, you're dying. Oh, no. I love, uh, so that is, I mean, all of this, uh, the conversation happens in Vietnamese. We don't understand it. And then, rightfully so, uh, Corporal shaking in his boots is like, so what was that? What happened there? And the lieutenant is like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and this corporal. Don't worry about it. This corporal really goes from zero to ten on the oh, yeah. Yeah, he slams him against the wall, and he's like, "You're gonna tell me." <laughs> and, like, and Sarge is like, "Dude, relax." <laughs> and let me just say that this fight in hard quotes choreography is. <laughs> definitely choreographed it is yeah. like and up against the wall and release and shoulder turn and grab and in go line what is it i don't remember wait a second here we go <laughs> and then finally the lieutenant's like they dug too deep they dug too deep and now they're dead they let the, they let the evil out and the evil killed them. They moved the headstones, but they didn't move the bodies. The bodies. <laughs> uh, and I think um, that's when he says the dead, uh, the dead came out of the walls. And so uh, Sarge and the corporal are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, and he said, oh, well, the v- you know, the, the VC has been burying the bodies in the walls because it's too dangerous to take them outside and bury them in the jungle. Um, and then he says that the dead are all around us. Yep. Uh, and, and then uh, apparently the, the soldier said that um, when, when they were trying to leave, the tunnels wouldn't let them, and that the earth was avenging all the blood spilled on it. The Vietnamese, the French, the American. So I feel like exploring further. I don't know about you, but. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go deeper into these caves. Sarge is like Which nonplussed. Yeah. yeah, he's like, we need we need to catch them. They're they're right down the tunnel, you know, <laughs> because Sarge establishes uh, in a line of dialogue somewhere in this episode that uh, we need to interrogate the bodies. We need to get the documents. The bodies. The bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies Let hit the, the floor. the bodies hit the floor. Um, <laughs> Roach Coach, only on Gabber Media. Uh, <laughs> so they need more, I guess, than what they've got, which is, hey, this a is. A handful a, of papers. A handful of papers, and this is where the dead come out of the walls. <laughs> now in a move so they begin exploring the cave more and in a move that can only be called completely out of character and very confusing the corporal <laughs> breaks off from the group from the group and goes around a corner <laughs> and almost gets his foot blown off by a booby trap uh, and just so happens to look down at the exact right moment and see there's a grenade on a tripwire and then backs off slowly, 
reaches down and like I don't know unties the shoelace or whatever Removes the fuck it was shoelace or something yeah yeah what <laughs> no I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Cla- okay guys haven't you ever been near a line and your shoes and their laces just magically tangle in that line entwine Oh yeah, all the time it happens oh, to absolutely. me. Yeah. Constantly. Huh. Yeah. Every time I'm at summer camp with in Vietnam. <laughs> I really wish he would have just self narrated this part. He might as well have. <laughs> I I mean I was dying for a little bit of a well, I just heard that horse shoelaces, what are you doing there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just heard I heard something that I could only describe as a horse Winnie. Um, so I just <laughs> decided to come over here, and you know, I broke up from my old chums. Let's just oh, my shoe is very close to a booby trap thing. Goodness, I did not uh, trip over that. That would have been very bad for the old tootsies. Let's oh, my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you become entangled? I knew I shouldn't have left the magnets in my laces. Would <laughs> I do travel with a gnome who loves to trick me? <laughs> See, he only has, uh, he's, he's ready to get out of there, but uh, his shoelaces, this is like the third or fourth time they've enlisted now, so they are all in. They are hardened and they've got nothing left to lose hoorah now um we're about to enter the slowest action scene i've ever seen in my life yes he's like just uh gonna wipe the sweat from my brow and remember good times in the bronx oh my god a hand <laughs> Here, I mean, there it is. It's coming straight at me. The hand is coming. Oh, it got me. It got me. Let me just uh, <laughs> take it off of my old shoulder. Here. Let me just turn. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Stop. Stop it. Hey. Hey. Let me just turn Excuse around with me. this old shotgun I have. Clack, clack. Kapoof. Clack, clack. No. Kapoof. No fair. Dislike. <laughs> Thumbs down. Will not return. I say no. Cave too dark. <laughs> Would not Don't trip rec- over lines and keep your hands to yourself. Um, and then we go back to Sarge and the lieutenant, and I'm like, how far away? Are they from each other? He could not have gotten that far. It's like he's two clicks away. Yeah. No, no, it's not that. I, they heard it. No, that's what he's acting like. <laughs> they and come. How long's a click? It's a kilometer. It's a kilometer. Really? Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm one step closer to getting the military. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what is uh, what is thirty six hundred hours in the military time? That would be a day and a half. Thank you. Oh, guys, in the military, what what is um... if if the military? <laughs> if Jen, what... how military? <laughs> in the military, let's say I've got I've got four liters of water. How many military liters of water do I have? Four. Four. Mm-mm. No, I have four. Yeah, that's a one for one from regular to yeah. military. Yeah. Yeah, okay, what if I have 3,600? Then you have a day what and a half I... of liters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, they come back. Sorry. Nine o'clock is just nine o'clock. <laughs> yes. A.M. Yes. <laughs> Wait, A.M. But what about what about the other the dark one? What about zero dark thirty nine o'clock? <laughs> Twenty one hundred. So just just add twelve plus nine, and you 
and you have the, the time. How many liters? <laughs> 3,600. Okay. Go ahead, Matt. You were talking about an episode of television. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> it's a living. Um, <laughs> that we've never made a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> We'll show you commerce. It's a living for Scott Ackerman, I assume. I assume. I assume Paul F. Tompkins does fairly well for himself. Um, now they are back together, and Corporal Torres is freaking out because the hand has gone back into the wall. The hole of which the hand has come out of has sealed, but he's describing in detail what has happened. And he's like, he was right. The Viet Cong was right. Meanwhile, the Sarge is not hearing any of this and lays this whopper on us. Look, relax, man. You've got tunnelitis. This... <laughs> tunnelitis? Itis. Yeah. They call it tunnel fever. The, <laughs> the deep bummers. <laughs> the whole sads <laughs> oh you you've got the whole sads the tunnel itis well it doesn't take too long for the walls to come alive again and now the lieutenant seems to have the most obvious not real gun I've ever seen. Because <laughs> the action on that thing is non-existent. He's like, and just make sure I hold the gun properly and pull back the... Uh... All right, and that's kind of a click-clack. Let's go. <laughs> you know those, like, those those toy automatic rifles that you would you would press the trigger and go like, zing, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's what it was. Absolutely. But then, guys, what happens next is the best fucking action scene we've seen in this whole show's history. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. It goes, it turns into like Day of the Dead. Yeah, for real. The yeah. zombies, the zombies are fair to great. The zombies look great. The zombies reminded me of the zombie in uh, Father's Day in Creepshow. Yes, very much so. The, this whole sequence works. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It, 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 and it's like, the, it, it feels claustrophobic. Yep. It feels like the world's closing in on them. When the lieutenant gets... Uh, attacked the 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 effects are really good mm -hmm. um this is a great sequence yeah um, i agree i i was so happy to see it i was like yes this is awesome yeah me too me too sarge uh ends this act uh firing his revolver at the uh at the zombies and that is an act break and we'll yeah. be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. First came the night, then came the dawn. Now comes the most eagerly awaited day in horror film history. George A. Romero's Day of the Dead. We've been punished by the creator. He visited a curse. Hello! Is anyone there? For the few remaining, their only hope of survival is to find a cure. You're wasting time trying to define what's happening. But the odds are against them. We're in the minority now. Something like 400,000 to one by my calculations. And so is Captain Rhodes. Anybody else have any questions about the way things are going to run around here from now on? Their one chance is Bub. It's working on instinct. A deep, dark, primordial instinct. But their time is running out. They can be fooled, don't you see? They can be tricked into being good little girls and boys. Same way we were tricked into it. I promised some reward to come. But when the tricks wouldn't work... They're actually learning. Their world fell apart. 
very nice, you know. That wasn't very nice at all. You can just sit there in the dark and think about what you've done. Think about it. Think. The dead shall have their day. Day of the dead. Extraordinary, isn't it? What's your, uh, Maddie, what's your favorite? Uh, uh, night, dawn, or day? Dawn. Dawn. Yep, me too. I think the makeup is better in day. I agree. But I, I think that the movie itself is better. Um, yeah, I, I, I cannot tell you how many times I've seen Dawn of the Dead. I love Dawn of the Dead so much, yeah. Well, Tom Savini on a motorcycle is just or so swinging it... swinging from a from a god what was that like a a rope like with yeah. the with the flags on it and stuff. Yeah. And hitting zombies with the seltzer water. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I like Dawn. I like Dawn a lot. Yeah. I think Dawn's great. I liked I liked that you could still see society was still there but it was on the decline whereas day is so far after and things have just fallen to shit so bad yeah, that it's it's a lot more grim. Yeah, it's a little grim. It's very grim. Yeah. I like night because it's I I think of night as such a classic movie but I don't yeah, uh, yeah associate I don't have the same associations that I do with like dawn or day or any of the more modern horrors yeah all right good all right well bye guys well i guess i guess that's horror talk and and we're back when we come back i was a little disappointed because we're not in the action scene anymore Uh, it's kind of post-action scene um they're they're running through the tunnels they're running away yep and uh, the, the corporal doesn't want to stop, but Sarge needs to rest. Um, he thinks they're out of danger and that maybe now they're too high in the tunnels for the evil to get them, which. I don't know, think that's I'm, how I'm, tunnels I'm, were either. Yeah, I, or, yeah, okay. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't take them too long to bring back up that the tunnels won't let them escape. Yeah. So the corporal doesn't remember coming this way. The sergeant says, "Don't worry, don't worry about it." Um, the corporal They're says, "They're still I finding those bullets, though." They're yeah, I don't remember the this shell. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember this shell. What if someone is moving the the shells? And the sergeant's like, "Who who would do that? Like the fucking zombies would do it. Like whatever is keeping us here would do it. Come on, Sarge." Look, so the, the sarge is about to lay down a very important line. That's I got to be home by chow time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the sarge keeps following them and you know the the, the corporal uh, he's the disintegrating corporal the sarge I, well i think the corporate and the sarge kind of switch in this act where the corporal is now starting to see that like they're in a bad spot and the sergeant is is the unreasonable one it well, it's weird. Yeah, because we're kind of pinned. They are pinned down, really. And they yeah, can't but... find the exit. They don't know where the exit is. Um, and, they... and, and and Corporal is starting to get fatalistic. He's like, it looks like this is the end of the road for us. Yeah. And Sarge is like, no, we're fine. Everything's fine. Shut up. We're fine. As long as I got ammo... Man, we got a chance. And then yeah. my favorite response to that is this corporal goes, and then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just. Uh... <laughs> uh, so they um, keep making their way through the tunnels. And, well, and uh, this, they... is when, this is when the Sarge starts digging. Where he says, We're, we, we've, got, we've got to be only a couple feet down. Like, let's just dig our way out. So he starts digging with, I don't know, his hands, I guess. Yeah, and, well, yeah, because it probably doesn't have any bullets left. Um, And this is, I think, when the corporal starts his best, we're fucked, we're doomed, like Hudson impersonation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and the Sarge actually 
digs his way out and starts pulling himself up. Yeah. And that's um, when the next and, wave hits. Well, yeah, and that's that's when a zombie reaches out and grabs his leg and scratches him. Uh, and they pull the corporal into the wall. And Which this one... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, go ahead. I, I was just going to... I was just going to say the next thing like, that happens, but I, I just feel like, and I know this is jumping to the writer's room, but with, with showing those booby traps twice, wouldn't it have made sense at this point for when, when the, our lead dude is running away to like have the zombies hit a tripwire blow up. And then he thinks he got out of there. Like he gets the section of tunnel to collapse or something. And then, uh, we can get to that. We can get to that. Anything. But yeah, no, we never see the tripwires again, which I think is a big loss. But yeah. uh, come on, Torres. We're going to be in fresh air in no time. Oh, my leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodbye, Torres. He also so, says, no way, baby, which is. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I wrote that down. Um, and then so uh, the, the Sarge actually pulls himself up into the room we were in before. With the guns and and all of that that he just conveniently ignores, um, and that's when we see the body in the hammock gets up and starts moving toward him, and that's when the sarge draws his gun and says, "No way, baby!" and starts shooting away at the corpse. Um, <laughs> oh, which and is I made great. I made sure to reference the "No way, baby," and then just said, Haha, "That's great." <laughs> I uh, it. A shot is, is good in this episode. So he starts running again. And does uh, he and f- the zombies the zombies start crawling in and screaming? Uh and I think that that is when an arm reaches up from the hole below him. That's what happens. And starts pulling him in. Um and he fights valiantly but goes through. And I actually really liked this end where it was just shots um, of all the empty tunnels and then the original shot uh, outside of the, like the entrance, you know, with the bamboo leaves or whatever, but it was night and then that was it. Uh, it's got kind of like the end of Halloween feel where you're flashing. Yes, back exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I liked it, but... But again, yeah, I think if uh, this this would have been a great place for one of them to hit a tripwire. I know I'm going into the writer's room now. Well, let's um, go there because well, that that is the episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Sarge dies um, because he gets dragged down the pit, and then everything returns to quiet. Uh, you get to see the empty caves, and like Matt said, you get to see the entrance that you see at the top uh, with the sunlight coming through. So. We're done with the app. Let's get into the writer's room. Jen, get to it. Let's talk about these freaking tripwires. Uh, I think you could have just had like a little more attention at the very end if you utilized those tripwires that you took the time to show twice. So, yeah. yeah, so have him, you know, if you've got the zombies coming at him at the end and he, you know, he's maybe there's like a fork or something and he leads them down a path to jump over a trip. He jumps over the trip tripwire. They hit it. Um, you know, they all get buried. He's relieved. And then he turns and now he's trapped somewhere else. So he's completely trapped in um, between uh, basically he's buried in the rubble and he is just going to, you know, die in the rubble. thought maybe that would be interesting. I, I would have loved that. That would have been more interesting, I think. But but it was good. I did like it. I yeah. I I think that this was this was one of the better uh, Haskell Barkins. Yeah, I, I think this is probably the best of the Haskell Barkins. Yeah, I definitely feel like there's something with the trip wires that could be done. Whether it's what ends up killing them, and there isn't zombies. It's what they use it for the zombie or they use those grenades to escape 
The I, fact that we saw it twice almost makes me think that there was a plan in the original script to do something like that, and maybe they didn't um, have the money to do a cave collapse, or, or they maybe it got edited or something. something like that. That they had to like change it last minute, right? Uh, like they just couldn't make the effect work, and right. they were like, "Well, we'll just do this weird slow mo death at yeah. the end, and that'll be just as good." Yeah. It was it was good. I mean, I liked the episode overall. They didn't need to live. That's that's for sure. Right. Um. There's a whole bunch. I would have loved a bigger team, a bigger squad. You know. Yeah. I love aliens and zombies together. You know, like. Well, I was I was gonna say that the that the ending kind of felt like if aliens ended when Hudson got dragged down by the aliens. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I it, I love that feeling of, I love, that's why I love aliens is people who should know what they're doing, having habits, being completely out of their depth. Yeah. Like that's what makes aliens so exciting is that the person who should have the least amount of capability in that situation is the one who has the most. Yeah. Right. You know, and you know, I don't need a subterranean aliens, but they they gave me the best action scene that Monsters or Tales from the Dark Side has ever produced. And oh, that's I agree. that's saying a hell of a lot. I can let a lot of things slide, but I would have loved them to pay off those tripwires. Just because we spent in a twenty one minute episode, we spent three of those minutes on it. So that's tripwires. that's ten yeah. percent of the episode is about tripwires. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's like to do nothing with them just felt like uh, Freddie Boom Boom Cannon. Um, all right. Uh, Jen, give us a scale. Uh, scale of 1 to 10 uh, Haskell Barkins. 8. I give it 8.5. Wow. Okay, I give it 7. I didn't like it. say it's a must watch. I mean, we're, the, uh, we are clanging the bottom of the pot, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's. I'm gonna go seven and a half. Yeah, and I'd, I'd go with must watch. I'd go with a must watch from this season. Yeah. So I, I would, I would absolutely. Say, I would say, yeah, absolutely. Well, there you go. Um, thank you so much for listening. You're gonna hear how you can get in contact with us and all that good stuff in just a few moments. So, guys, did I forget anything? Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. 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 Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTDSPod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.